Yes. Right. So okay, like, we we gotta we gotta talk about this bond because I. Can we take a time out? Because I left my notebook downstairs. Yeah, we can take a time out. All right, I'll, I'll be back in later. All right. All right, I found it. Did you see this? Uh, they're telling us in the chat room, but I think somebody emailed this to us. There's a detailed infographic on James Bond's cars. Did you see this thing? Yeah. Didn't, the uh, problem, the thing that's bad about it is up at the top, they've got, it's, it really is cool. And it's like a historical background on all the vehicles driven and has everything, everything in there. But at the top, they get Roger Moore and Grace Jones. And that ruins it for me. Yeah. That just makes me sick. Okay, so you got your notebook. I can't believe you get a notebook. This is yeah. the okay. Listen, I'm I've been dreading talking about this movie. The minute I hit play on this thing, I it was on BBC America a couple nights ago, and I already had it. I had the. Uh, it already. I don't remember if I when I bought this thing, but I had it anyway. And uh, I remember seeing this thing in the movie theater and just walking out of the movie theater, just sick to my stomach over this movie. Hated it then. Two thousand two. This thing comes out. 20th film, last Brosnan film. And it just, this movie is just so, there's Die so, another day. Uh, I couldn't even remember the title. So bad. So bad. I, I think I said at the beginning of the show, I was talking to, to Faith while we were waiting 24 minutes for you to, to uh, show up, that it's just, it's Not so. Not that you were counting. No. It's just so bad. It's just so on every level bad. It's bad. I can't. I mean, did people like this movie? I halfway disagree with you. you. Come on. Here's how I disagree with you. I disagree with you, and I think it might be the well, maybe not the canonical, but it's at least a canonical example of my theory that the first half of the movies, these movies, tend to be good, and the second half tends to be terrible. What? And I think what? The, the first. I half think of the this first sucked. half of this. I think the first half of this movie was actually pretty good. I don't think it was great, but I think it was pretty good. Compared to compared to what? Compared to all of the other James Bond movies that we've seen? Compared to your favorite from Russia with Love? I, I, I You're going to put, put that on and then put this? What does your boy I think would, of this? He he liked it, but then mm. as soon as it was over, we you know watched it right before the show. The second it was over, he uh, he asked me. I said I have to go. I'm going to you know going to do the show, and he said, "Well, can you put?" Uh, can you put Thunderball in? He just had to like reboot it. He had to reset himself. Yeah. <laughs> Smart kid. You don't want it. You don't want to end. You don't want this to be the image that uh, of Bond that stays with you. Yeah, he should probably be at school, I guess. <laughs> Maybe school of hard knocks. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd rather what, watch it. How can you have notes on this thing? I just I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch this movie. I watched I it, it, but it was I terrible. Opening the opening frame of the movie was a bad sign when the music kicks in and Pierce Brosnan turns whips out his gun fires and a 3D bullet comes at you yeah did you notice that yeah like they decided to tinker with the uh the gun barrel sequence for the worse yeah you know tinker with it that's fine but it's got to be better at the end of the day you got to say well here's what we're proposing versus what we could just go with yeah uh, surfing to the North Korean coast. All right, so this is pretty bad. <laughs> Who are the other two guys? I, I don't know. They never really explain it's why just, there's two it's other a, guys. It's a, 
It's a mission. That's all you need to know. It's a mission. Jonas asked without any prompting. He just asked, how did he get so good at surfing? And I realized that he's, he's, he's good at a lot of things. That the, you know, He's obviously an athletic. and, he, yeah. and Physi- in, in good physical condition, he's a pilot. He's right, an but expert how would driver. Someone, how would someone born and raised in Great Britain and who, you know, when <laughs> obviously joined the British Navy and, right. and had gone to Oxford... At what point in his life would he have had an opportunity to become an expert surfer? I mean, it's just, you know, of all the things to be an expert at. And it really did seem like one wipeout there and you'd be dead. Yeah. Oh, instantly. Seems like a really poor way to to get at the coast. Yeah, you couldn't think of anything better. But there's so much of that. And then, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm I'm jumping ahead, but like the gadgets in this movie. Lee, Lee Tamahori was the director. Terrible. How about the Madonna theme song? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it could be, you could be worse, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it was middling. Was not one of the worst, was not great. Uh, well, he's captured. I mean, it's not a good fight. It's not a good fight. There's nothing good about this whole it part. It seems like something we've seen before. It seems a lot like the one with Pierce Brosnan where he was at the at the uh, the arms it was another arms sale it was the one in Russia with Ricky J mm. and uh and the missile that was sent and he had to break into the helicopter and he you know remember that one it seemed a lot like that scene except it, with with Koreans yeah north, north Koreans seemed like the, and then the, you know the uh, hovercraft instead of an airplane uh this was this, by the way, was the highest grossing James Bond film to that date. And then you get, you, you have the, you know, and I have to say, I think it's an interesting idea. And it's probably the most original idea in the whole movie. And I, have this, I would call it controversial. The James Bond is in a, in a prison for 14 months hmm. being tortured. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? The rest of your thoughts in the movie aside... Well, it's definitely it's definitely different. Wouldn't he escape or die trying now? You would think. You would think every every single attempt he could make. If you know Bond, every single day, every minute of every day, he's trying to escape. And he's Bond is the type of guy who, if his captors, if even a, he's almost like he's almost like Hannibal Lecter in that way. It's like the instant somebody leaves a little paperclip on the ground, right? You know what I'm saying, like. Like he's 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 doing whatever he could possibly do. Like in fourteen months, he couldn't find you know. And and James Bond, we know, is the kind of guy. That all he needs is a paperclip to escape North Korea, right? Like at the moment where he got captured, why wouldn't he have pulled a Richard Kimball and jumped off the waterfall? Yeah. Like wouldn't he have done the quick calculation and assumed that however however likely it is that jumping off the waterfall would kill him, it would be better odds than letting, letting the Korean army take him into custody. Right. Uh, and then even ignoring that, which I feel like that's the movie would have done, is just gone right over the waterfall. Uh, even if he decided no, even if he thought that was certain death and it was actually better to, to take his chances with the Koreans. And then 14 months of torture later, uh, when the general came in 
and dismiss the guards. Why didn't he make his move then? Right. Like here he is, he's in a room with just this general. Yeah. And no matter how likely that the guards were going to jump right back into the room and just shoot him dead. Wouldn't matter. Right. Wouldn't he think that's my, this is my chance. Yeah. This I is when this I'm going out. Here. I'm going to take him. Yeah. It's just, it, it seems like his behavior was uh, dictated by, not by his character, but by the notion that James Bond is, is captured for 14 months and exchanged, you know, in a swap for the guy who he was trying to get. I don't even still not a bad idea. But I kind of, it's not a bad idea. And it's, I still think it leads to what it's I different. think is the, the best part of the first half. Which, which is? Which is after he's swapped out and he's uh, in like that little glass-walled hospital room in like Hong Kong, yeah. Uh, and M comes in and says, "You know, we didn't want to do this, but we felt we had to because a week ago, uh, someone at the prison where you were being held gave up the name of a what was it, a spy or something, right? Like, you know, we think man you, we think you leaked some info, right? So now you've got a classic Hitchcock scenario, right? Here's an innocent man accused of a crime he didn't commit." And right. no one believes him. And the evidence, and it seems, ob, you know, and the evidence is all stacked against him. Right? It's now he's, it's, it's just now all of a sudden, this is like the, to me, the high point of the movie because you've got Bond in a brand new situation where even M, nobody trusts him. The Secret Service assumes he's been broken. Uh, and he's in custody. Right? Now, this, now to me, at that point, this is a boom, this is a movie. And I even love what he does. I love, you know, I love that he escapes. I like the idea that he's got like, he's got like a hotel, like in every city where he's got a guy where he could just come in and wear nothing but a pair of wet pajamas and <laughs> looking like a bum. Right. And uh, like, I, I thought that was a great, this is one of my favorite scenes. I love that whole sequence in Hong Kong. I love it. I love the going up to the desk, looking like a total bum and just, he, but he's still James Bond. Right. I, I think Pierce Brosnan did great in that whole sequence. I really do. I think he, he, I think he played it exactly right. Like when you ask yourself in the course of your life, what would James Bond do? I feel like, you know, keep that in mind. Like right. if you ever find yourself in Hong Kong wearing nothing but a pair of wet pajamas and you haven't shaved in 14 months, play it like Pierce Brosnan did. Right? <laughs> do you have a credit card, sir? Right? It was so great. I thought that was. I thought that whole thing was was pretty good. Like at this point, I thought it was a good movie. Thought they had a good joke in the hospital where they said they're doing that like medical scan, and they said liver not too good. It's definitely him. <laughs> and then the rest of the movies just Havana was was cool, but it started going downhill a little. I mean, yeah. at least it was cool to see Havana, or I guess it was the real thing. I think they shot there. I mean, I guess that. Well, they could because it's a it's a UK production, right? At this time, there was no problem. Let's see. In the, I'm going to read some production notes. Uh, let's see. Pinewood Studios, primarily in the UK, Iceland, and Spain. So maybe that was Spain. I don't know. The scenes involving the Cuban locations, Havana, and the fictional uh, uh, Los Organos were filmed at. In Spain. It's there in Spain. Hmm. Well, it still was a pretty cool idea. You know, I mean, Spain, Cuba, it's the same thing. Uh, but then here's where it really starts going downhill. Every, when, well, when, well, it's when the cockamamie gets turned up. 
which is all of a sudden that, that Cuba has a medical lab where you can get DNA spliced gene cosmetics, therapy. gene therapy, and, you know, a, a ugly Korean guy can turn into a, a you know, br- British guy with blue eyes. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, I've seen, you know, the cosmetic surgery that like Hollywood stars can get and it doesn't look that realistic. I mean, it's just, it's just a bad idea. You know, it's like an episode of Scooby-Doo, you know, where the guy's <laughs> wearing a mask the whole episode and, and at the end they, they give a yank on his face and, oh my God, it's Don Knotts. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like, but somehow because it was a cartoon, everybody's supposed to believe that a rubber mask looked like, you know, was fooling everybody into thinking right. it was human skin. That's bad. Right. Like that's where it's like all of it, you know, and once you turn it up on the, the cockamamie dial like that, you, you can't turn it back. Go back. Now yeah. we're back in London and uh, uh, and and you've got a guy parachuting into what, Buck, the front of Buckingham Palace before he gets knighted <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just it's bad. This is this story. This really goes downhill real fast. For you know, as far as this, the second half of these movies go, and we've often said that the second half is is bad. This takes the cake for being the worst. It's just the worst. It's terrible. Yeah, and I think that, and it, it's seldom is clear. It's it's seldom is clear when it when it goes bad. And I feel like the line, there's like a line where it goes bad, which is where it's revealed that there's this machine that gives people, you know, what'd you say? GN, gene, DNA gene sequence, therapy, yeah. Gene therapy. Like, oh, that's the moment where it went bad. And then every scene after that does the exact same thing, you know? And there's the, the guys. everything. I mean, the, the invisible car, the, and so here's something. I'm watching this scene where, where, where are they filmed? Where, where is this supposed to be in the, uh, the frozen? Iceland. Iceland. Now my understanding is that it's cold there. Right. Have you ever you ever run a bath for your son and like got busy with something else? By the time you go up to get in the bath, it's cold. Or yeah. have you ever poured yourself a glass of cold water and drank it? Yeah. It's cold. Right. So have you ever jumped into like a like let's say it's it's not quite spring, but you want to go swimming anyway, and you go in that water and it's cold. And you look over and they're like, whoa, the water's 72 degrees. It feels freezing in here. How is it that, let's forget the fact that James Bond has a laser in his watch that can cut through two foot thick ice. Let's forget that and make believe that that works, that you could do that. Then he dives into the water and let's forget that, the, he, that you can have a little pen sized breathing apparatus that you could just hold in your teeth. He swims in that water. And that thing has got to be zero degrees, you know, I mean, that thing is borderline frozen. And he's swimming across. And yeah, I understand he swims into the oasis. I, I feel like that's thing. the most believable part of the whole sequence. Oh, though. come I mean, on. But I think that says a lot about the whole thing. Yeah. What about Madonna's appearance in the fence? Unnecessary. Yeah. Well, it wasn't bad, though. Unnecessary. Yeah, I guess. I didn't mind it. I thought she was all right. Unnecessary. I like Madonna. I, I felt like they didn't give her a big role, and I felt like that was all right. What I didn't like is I thought they took what could have been a classic James Bond scene where he meets his adversary and they have some kind of confrontation. He's not even let's wet say, after he gets out of that. Uh, well, out of that. But I'm talking about in a fencing club. 
I know I'm still stuck on the ice. Yeah. See, I'm saying that it could have been, it was like the equivalent of Bond playing golf with Goldfinger. Yeah. Right. And so they fence. But then instead of just letting it be and having one of the two win, they, they had to turn it into this ridiculous thing where they take real swords and attempt to kill each other in front of all of these witnesses, you know, acting like complete madmen uh, and smash, you know, destroy the place. Like it's, you know, it, 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 it ruined something. Something that was remotely plausible, they turned into something that was utterly implausible. Horrible. This mm-hmm. is what, like, unnecessary. Terrible. Like, could have been a nice little scene that could have turned into something later, where later in the movie we learn that, you know, they, then they have a real sword fight. <laughs> but instead they had to have the real sword fight in the fencing club. Yeah, stupid. Like anybody in a club like that, a fancy pants club, is not going to, however bad your roid rage is, uh, you're, going to get, you're not going to take it out with anything other than the actual, you know, not going to kill a guy with it fencing sword, saber, whatever they call them. Yeah. You know. And why, I'm sure that a fencing club might have a few showpiece swords, but why, why would they have swords conveniently, like real swords? conveniently located every 30 feet every time somebody loses a sword there's oh now there's a rack of samurai swords <laughs> just know? anytime you need one right, just go not... grab a couple swords right and ga- engage your enemy right. right then there's a cool thing they almost almost was cool where they had the secret uh underground station for like uh forgotten agents that's a cool idea secret place where they only meet with agents who've been like disavowed. Mm. That's pretty cool. And then immediately ruin it with the, the low point, I right. think of the entire, what, 21, 20 movies to date. Yeah. Of the 20 James Bond movies to date, the lowest point in the entire series, the invisible car. It's the worst. Yeah. The worst. That's I, I honestly, I think, I think it's worse than, I think it's a lower point than Lazenby wearing a kilt. No, I mean, honestly, after seeing this movie, I, I, I feel like we were way too harsh on Lazenby. That whole movie to me, I would rather watch that back to back 10 times and watch this thing once again. Never want to see this again. All right. And then we, and then it's just it's after that point. I mean, where do you go after the invisible car? And it's they terrible. And whole- it's, I mean, a remote control invisible car. <laughs> well, remote control is, I think, is certainly possible. Yeah, but it, but it's it's not just invisible. It's a remote control invisible car. And and the worst part of it is when Bond is going up to get into the car. Like when he's like crouching and, and it's the effect is so bad. I like how it's already programmed so that if you throw a book in front of the car, right. it just shoots it. That's right. Like with absolutely not without programming it or no. setting it into any kind of mode or anything like that. It's already, <laughs> if the guns book. are out and a book is thrown, you're going to sh- shoot the book. Right. It's great. Smart car. That's the right. real smart car. Oh. So then we go to Iceland and it, the cockamamie, everything. Oh, so bad. Everything so from that point somehow, on. At that point on, I just, it's, it seemed like, like a movie for children. Right. Somehow a guy who's from North Korea, a country where, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, they still don't even have Pac-Man. Uh, <laughs> a guy from North Korea has... <laughs> Built the most powerful space weapon in history. All right. That that's the like, Icarus harnesses the. They've, power, they've know, built just, it. They've launched it. Right. 
All right. It's they've the power, already gotten you know, in orbit, and it's you know. it's out there. It's working, and right. it's got to and it's got to transform. Do you notice the Icarus basically has to go through like ten different stages? Be it's not just sitting out there ready. When you hit a button down here on your handy dandy little remote control, you hit a button, and the thing just starts slowly unfurling and moving right. and lining. Te- far more technically advanced than any any kind of space technology that the, the entire U.S. military has. Right. Right. From from one rogue guy. Dis, you know, who's disavowed from North Korea? Yeah, and and it's and it's so slow when it's tracking that it can't get ahead of the blue flame flying out there on the ice fillets. You know, that right. like one you, one degree of adjustment in outer space is right. like a thousand miles on Earth, but it right. can't it can't pull ahead of the the, right. the blue flame. Even though flame. it can rotate quick enough to shoot a missile out of out of the sky, right, right, it's right. just slowly tracking behind Bond. Right, you can't even imagine how slow it was moving to <laughs> to get behind Bond. Uh, an and then, hook. and then when he goes over the edge, and he's got his little grappling hook, and he goes over the edge, that fall, he doesn't pop out. He doesn't. He's not killed. He slams against the side of the. It's just It's so bad now. It's so bad now. And then the whole I, fight on the plane and the or the, the hotel made of ice. Uh, if the whole hotel was made of ice, then let's just forget how <laughs> ridiculously implausible that is. Uh, why? Why wouldn't everybody be slipping? And sliding? Yeah, yeah it's terrible. Uh, terrible. Terrible. Double agent. I hate a double agent in MI6. Uh, it's just, come on. I feel like that. Come on. I, I feel like that's so you know, unlikely that, that Bond would be betrayed by a double agent in MI6 that you can only get away with it once, ever. And I would say that would be Goldeneye with the Alex yeah. Trevelyan character. That was enough. And his and was least, his was believable, right? That it was like, a, like what was her re- what was her reasoning for doing this? Uh, the reasoning he gave was that she she wants to win at any cost, oh, and so because he helped her win a gold medal by poisoning her, the person who beat her, that's so stupid. That she'd forever come on. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't believe that. His reason uh, was was you good. Could tell her, there was something wrong with her though the whole time. You could because she had that stare. Yeah, she had that. stare. She seemed cold, but not cold the way that an MI like an MI six. Yeah, you imagine they're cold when it comes like all right, you know, guys, we got work to do. Let's go. We're going to be cold if we need to be cold. But right, like in not, their off hours, they have a lot of fun. Right, and not cold in the way that she was resistant or or reluctant to get involved with Bond on professional means. I think her explanation that, you know, this guy's a womanizer and I don't think it's in my interest to, you know, uh, succumb to his his wiles. I, that's totally reasonable. And, and you know, compare and contrast with uh, in the next movie, in Casino Royale, the new one, with Vesper Lynn's mm-hmm. initial reluctance to Jane. That she, now that is, that is terrific. She is part of... Uh, you know, she's on his side and, yeah. and is fucked and, uh, and plays it well. Like, it's not, yeah, it's cold in a different way. It's like, it's like almost like she's like stoned. But this ice hotel is, the, yeah, she did look a little affected. Like this ice hotel stoned. is real. That's real. Faith is just sending me a, a link to, in Sweden, they've got a real ice hotel. But I guess they got to rebuild it every year. Well, well the more, well, all right. Well, I don't know. They ha- anyway, it's real. It says sleep well in minus five degrees Celsius, and you can book your stay, clicking the link. The only direct flight from the UK, fly Heathrow to Kiruna in just three and a half hours. You can book online, 
When would you like to stay? This is real. We can book this right now. The winter season starts December 3rd. It's under construction during December and January. So much stupid in this movie. It's so he bad. The, he goes out the night of the, the big shindig at the Ice Hotel and orders a martini with plenty of ice if you can spare it. It's so well, stupid. you don't put ice in a martini. I know. You, you make the you martini. You make it with ice. ice and then you pour the, the martini right. out of the ice. Right. At least the bartender didn't listen to him. There was no ice in his martini. Faith, get on mic for a sec. She's been to one of these things. What have you, what have you been to? Um, I've been to the, the ice bar that's in Stockholm that is a bar made out of ice. <laughs> so the, do people slip? Are they slipping all around on these things? <laughs> no. The floor's not ice, is it? The floor, no, the floor was not ice. But everything else inside was. They so make you put these like huge parka things on and gloves. Yeah. yeah. There's a bar in, in Las Vegas, that uh, a vodka bar that has a thing like that. But the whole but thing is been... ice. You walk through the whole no, thing. No, not ice. ice. It's, but it's like five degrees below centigrade. And they, they like, I mean, who knows how exaggerated it is, but you do have to, and you, have to, you can only go in for like 20 minutes at a time. Hmm. And, uh, you, and they give you parkas. And after 20 minutes, you're forced to leave. Like Why? they're legally controlled. Because you can't, even with the parka, you can't, you know, it's unhealthy to be in there for more than 20 minutes. Hmm. It's a little gimmicky. I just this whole movie, the whole ending. It, yeah, wouldn't it, the people be freezing in the hotel? It'd be horrible. It'd be very unpleasant. Yeah, I think it. And terrible. it just looks so fake. It's so clearly wasn't made out of ice. Terrible. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. But I'm really fight, I, like I feel like every minute we talk about this, we could be you know doing something better. Yeah, it really just kills me. It's not. This is not. Windsurfing on a tidal wave. Oh, that was the worst part. It was the worst part. He comes down. He's windsurfing. He's got I guess this it's big a tsunami. I don't know. I don't I care. It's... I didn't care at that point. I didn't even want to look at the movie anymore. I was so fed up. He had a car chase on the ice with his opponent, who also had all the gadgets. But also had why gadgets. Would he have a, why would he have a convertible in Iceland? I don't know. And then he he uh, Bond hits the traction button while he's invisible. At the last second backs up over the thing. He's sitting there. The guy goes in the water. That guy's also unaffected by the cold water. Why and he's hook- just treading water. He's just sitting in there treading water. And then James comes by in his car, shoots down the, the ice chandelier, which happens to be just exactly above the the Korean dude. The yeah. thing falls right on him. And the whole the whole thing seems so prolonged and protracted. He's like, yeah. oh, and the yeah. thing is like slowly falling. And then when it yeah. hits him, you see the gush of the blood coming in. Oh, it's just terrible. Why would the hotel have car-sized hallways? I mean, I've stayed in some right. fancy hotels. I have never stayed in a hotel where you could drive a car down the hallways. And they had all these passageways during the chase scene that were, like, rounded like a, a parking garage. Like, yeah. you, you know, hotels terrible. have corners. They don't have... Uh, it's just horrible. Horrible. Whole thing. The, the adapter. How about this? The, just the little things. I was as absolutely horrible. And like I said, the low point in the entire 20-movie series to date, the, the idea of an invisible car is the fact that it broke... And then fixed itself. Right. It's, yeah. Self. And it goes right back to Brazil, like you said, like where the guy said, uh, pipes don't fix themselves. Yeah. Remember when De Niro comes in yeah. and fixes it? The best part of the movie. Yeah. He goes, they don't fix themselves. The fight on the airplane, I remember thinking it was like a superhero movie. And then I remember it actually was exactly like, it's like the end of the uh, 
Captain America movie this summer. You probably haven't seen it. No, I haven't. But the end of the Captain America movie is pretty much exactly the same. Captain America and a bad guy fighting in an airplane with a window that's been busted out. No, Captain America is coming to Toys R Us this weekend, and uh, my little boy is so excited. Oh, it's so exciting. I mean, like, it's beyond excitement. Like, every day he wakes up, is it Saturday today? And the, and the bad guy had, like, an Iron Man suit on. Yeah, why did he need that? And then and then somehow Bond, this is the thing, just a tip. If you're building your own Iron Man mecha suit, don't have the electrocute me button so accessible to James Bond or anybody. Yeah. Because you just, oh, well, you know, I, I, I sure hope they don't hit the button that would electrocute me. I don't. I don't want to be electrocuted in my own suit by my own suit. Would by someone else who just walks up and presses the big button on the front. It was terrible, terrible. Yeah. And why did you have the goofy glasses that came out and the whole scene with his dad? Don't you recognize me? And like, by the way, why why not just speak to your father in Korean from the beginning when it's well, your dad? But I think part why of be a whole charade? I think part of it. No, he did speak. He opened up and saying. Yeah, and, but I, but his voice is different. His he doesn't voice have his is voice different. But no, father, team. do you remember the time you took me to the spring as a child? You know, like like you don't have to bring out this weird bust of yourself. It just was strange. It was just weird. It's, it's, Dude, it's, over, it's like a over, superhero movie. It's terrible. It's all these ideas that that you can buy in a. You can believe them in a superhero movie. Terrible. You can get new faces put on and super suits and. You know, you know that movie Face Off. Yeah, that actually like was more believable than this. Yeah, because it took place in a different universe. We, Amy and I love Face Off. We just watched it a couple weeks ago. It's a great movie. It, I mean, it's you know completely ridiculous and impossible, but it takes place in a different universe than the James Bond movies. It yeah. takes place in in a more comic book style universe. You know, but it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Whereas and the this fun is of just it, painful. The fun of it is the casting where where. And did you like how 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 Bond performs CPR on Jinx, just yeah. sort of cupping her hand, her head in his hand, and is sort of like this strange. Well, because he was, told, he had to do it. He had to jump in the hot water, right. so that was really going to make it. But it, but it's like he didn't move her to a, like the first thing they tell you in CPR class, like get them to a flat, stable surface. No, I'm just going to cup her hand, her head in my hand, and he's sort of his breathing is weird because like as he's taking a breath he's turning his head completely to the side over and then coming back and 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 uh and she just sort of after three or four of these super breaths she's back she's fine laughing they're laughing together what and, you, uh, well, uh, i'm done with the movie i can't talk about it it's horrible it's sad though you know what before we go though it's just can't talk about it it is a little sad though i think because i think brosnan was a very good bond I really do. I think, well, I haven't watched the movies again. I, I'm going to rank him second overall to Sean Connery. I really do. I don't think necessarily that his movies as a whole come in second. I think they really got bad at the end. But as a guy, as a in the guy role, playing Bond, I really thought he was good, including in this movie. I really do. I think he did as best he could with a lot of bad material. But the, and the whole second half of the movie is mostly just driving cars driving around. and stuff. But I agree like, with you. I think, I think you, you put it very well. I agree with you. I think he is the second best Bond. Uh, if, you, if you remember when we first started talking about these Bonds, I said everybody's got to love Connery, but my personal favorite Bond aside from Connery was, was Brosnan. I, I think that's true. I think he's, uh, he's a good Bond. Yeah. All right. Next week, though, we're done with Brosnan. Wouldn't you have liked to have seen, I would have liked to have seen Connery in a movie where he had gotten in that, into that Hitchcockian scenario where he'd been framed and MI6 turned against him. 
Oh, he'd kill everybody. I would have liked to have seen that. I, I think that would have been an interesting scene and have him and Bernard Lee as M in that sort of confrontation later, you know, when he's come back and he's got some evidence that he was right. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, it's the best part about this movie. And, you know, you know, the, the two scenes I like best is the scene where he was initially realized he was set up or uh, the hotel scene. And then the scene when he meets M in the underground and, and, uh, and I think that, you know, that's the part where, where Brosnan really showed. It's a sad way for him to go out, though. Next week, Casino Royale. Royale with cheese. And uh, that happens uh, on iTunes. I think it's on Netflix now. Isn't it? Isn't it on Netflix? Can people get that on Netflix? Casino? I don't know. I, don't think I, heard, I did hear that they were coming back to Netflix. But I don't know I if don't Casino think. Royale. You know, I don't think it's on iTunes. I do, I, no, it is. It is? Yeah. I searched for it today and I didn't see okay, it. Okay, I've got the link. I'll actually put it in the show notes, but it's right there. View in iTunes, nine ninety nine. Huh. Open iTunes to preview, buy, and download this movie. Huh. Um, 94% fresh in the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's a good one. I think people are going to like Quantum it. of Solace is also there. Uh, one other quick thing on Die Another Day. Uh, two <sighs> casting notes. I think we're good. And uh, my- it is DVD only on Netflix. There you go. I thought Michael Madsen was a great choice as the uh, CIA guy. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, and it made me realize he would have been a good um, Felix Leiter. Oh, he would have been. What? What he? What Instead he could have brought guy, to that role? I like the guy in the role, but I man, think he would have been I good. Think Madsen would have been a great Felix Leiter. I. Uh, it's a shame that they couldn't get him in, and yeah, uh, yeah with that same sort of attitude. I, I kind of, you know, they, he would have been cool in, in the way that Jack Lord was cool. And in a way that it's yeah, sort the, of He has like, the right mojo. Yeah, and that mojo, the you know. He's that, sort of like like when, um, uh, I can't remember, what's the guy's name that was in uh, in those movies and then he went into boxing, got all weird. Oh. Um, in that. Uh, he was in Iron Man. Uh, yeah. I don't know who you mean. What's his name? He was uh, in, in Angel Heart. What's his name, Faith? The guy I'm talking about. Old guy. Went into boxing. You know who I'm talking about. Fine, I'm going to look it up. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Michael Madsen has that same thing that made Mickey Rourke cool. But he's, he's keeping the faith. He hasn't gotten all weird. He's got a, like a... He's, he's laconic. Oh... Right, and there's a certain aspect where Jack or or a good Felix Leiter in a James Bond movie isn't going to be. No, you, you shouldn't the, say anything at all. He just give you well, a look. No, he says stuff, but he, he might show up to. at opportune times. But it's more about being a badass, but yeah. never driving the fast car, never getting into the fist fight. Right, right. But like sitting there smoking cigarettes and drinking and kind of being a badass, like you've kind of got to be a you got to have the right attitude to pull that off yeah. and not seem like. The reason you're not getting into the action like James Bond is that you're lazy. Like, yeah. and Madsen had that. Like, Madsen could pull it off where he'd be, you know, Bond's equivalent, but he's, you know, he's just uh, sitting around with a little bit of a gut. Yeah. All right. So uh, next next and, week though, Casino Royale. Right. So people should go watch this. All right. Last thing, Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. She's just she was really like, good in that Monster Ball. Yeah. She's you know she was good, but it's just it's you know. It's like 
I can't really say it was anything exciting. I think it's because the part, like she didn't get even get into the movie until the movie went downhill. Yeah. Look, I think she's a great actress. Right. I think kind of uh, waste, kind of wasted, wasted in, in this movie. Yeah. Right. As an, as get, an actress in other movies that I've seen is phenomenal. Right. And the best you can say is that it would have been an even worse movie if they had cast someone who was just good looking, but a bad actress. Mm in the same role. Yeah. But it was such a poorly un- or thinly written character that, you know, just didn't really stand out. Terrible. Like there weren't, weren't really any good scenes between them. Wasted. Well, the CPR scene, I thought you liked that one. <laughs> yeah. Casino Royale next week. Next week. Big, sh- big movie next week. Big show yeah. next week. Yeah. All right, John, have a good week. All right. See you, Dan. Bye.